Brian. Scott. Brian, I went to the city of brotherly love this weekend. How was it? You know, I got to admit, I wasn't, I was prepared to hate Philadelphia. I wanted to hate it. I've only ever really been there on school field trips. I've never like been there as a, just like an adult human there to experience the things that Philadelphia has to offer. Um, I got to say, I was impressed. I didn't want to be. I wanted to be able to come on this show and shit all over our, you know, neighbors to the south of us for their stupid loser sports teams. Uh, I wanted to hate it. And I don't still understand this John thing, this J-A-W-N. What is that? I don't even know what that is, but it's everywhere. What is it? John, J-A-W-N. Is that just how they say John there? I, I don't know. You heard people know. saying this or you heard it written? No, I'd like I knew something about it before ever going there, but it's on like a lot of billboards. Okay. I don't know. I was in Chicago yeah. this weekend. Where are you? Another another secondary city. Um yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of billboards with um Brian Erlacher um with his hair restoration product. Um <laughs> he's, which I gotta say, I'm always intrigued by. <laughs> Does he have hair now, Brian Urlacher? Yeah, he does have hair now. He went from totally bald to, like, hair. Wow. So it's, I and think it's surgical. I don't know. I haven't deeply looked into it. But, you know, I've I've glanced at it and been gone. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Does it I've look normal? Man. No. He looks weird with it. And he was a guy who looked good bald, too. So right. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, why are you doing this? Um, but, you know, such is the life of bald men. Such as our desperate, <laughs> our desperate fight for hair. I don't get the guys who look good bald. It's just like, look, that's you look good that way. It's fine. Yeah, you're lucky. You don't yeah. have to go through any awkwardness. You just shave the head and you're good to go. And then you've got your routine forever. And yeah, right. What a what a right. blessing. Yeah, it's like the tweener folks that have it the roughest. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a real in between. I'm not ready to embrace baldness, you know. But I can't. I, can't, I have to like be very. I have to get a lot of haircuts. If my hair gets even a little long, it starts to look like I'm Ernie McCracken, you know, like I'm trying to get away with something. But then, like, if I go real short, you know, then I'm balder than I'm comfortable with yet. I haven't I haven't accepted it in my heart yet. And there's like a, a length where I feel like I can still vis- visual like look like. People, I think, assess me as having hair. You know, I don't go into like a bald camp, but it's like you know, I'm I have to get my haircuts like very regimented now, on time. And <laughs> right now, I'm a little late. I'm starting to get like, oh, get a little. I don't like it. Man, you got um, those off schedule throws, right? And I gotta get the, I gotta, you know, the length. I have, you know, conversations with the barber about like, all right, what are we doing? What, what do you think? What do you think? I should do? <laughs> How would you approach this? I find that barbers actually kind of hate that question, I think. Right. I don't know. I do have a nice barber who's a good guy. Because I said, I actually said to him, like, I want to go with it. I don't want to be fighting it. And he's like, I think you're doing it. You know, you're like, he's like, this is the right approach. And I was like, all right. Like, if at any time I come in here and you feel like it's time to just, like, lean more into it, you have the green light to push me in that direction. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's a lot of trust to put into one man. It's a lot. Right. Right. But How, anyway. like, what's your assessment of your head shape? Well, I never looked great with like a buzz cut, which is what is makes me nervous about, you know, like really going short and just like leaning into like, okay, I'm bald now. Right. Um, but I don't know, you know, my face has changed in a million ways. Maybe now it's, it's more. More acceptable. Um, yeah. I honestly think that, you know, you're keeping it together. I'm not. You know, when I see you, I'm not like, there's a bald guy. Right. Or, or you know, like, obviously, you don't look like you did when we were 18. Right. No, right, right. But. That's all know. I want. People can know, can be like, that is a person who has lost hair, but it's, I don't want to be like, there's a bald man in front of me. <laughs> but when the time comes and I just have to do it, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to manage that process. Yeah, no, that's smart. When yeah. the time comes, you're going just full Bic or are you doing, you know, no, sides do, in the back? Just probably short, you know, just really, really short. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that would suit you better. Yeah. Dude, you know, I can't even tell you how much time I think about that. Like, I was like looking at a video of Steve Jobs when he was my age, you know, and he had like, you know hair that look kind of like mine does now you know because like you forget that like it's a lot you know we're old but we're young still you know like right in 20 years what's it going to be like you know and then because I, i'm like looking at him at the end of his life totally bald or like a bald person you know very short hair um but i'm always looking at people who are balding and like being like watching <laughs> <laughs> yeah trying to assess right how do i want to handle that phase right. right i see like a 55 year old guy like okay that yeah that's that's a good approach like i'm doing it all the time i mean i never would have picked it out of thin air but now that you've said it i think that steve jobs is a tremendous balding uh role model for you <laughs> i really do yeah. i think i would have never thought that but that's excellent i think you found it you know right right and, uh, yeah so one day you will definitely see a similar similar <laughs> right, look at the cover of the walter isaacson book and uh yeah i just think every time you make a conscious transition with your hair moving forward you need to come on the podcast in a turtleneck just a black turtleneck <laughs> so that'll be your signal to me that you're like i've moved to a new phase right. of my <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's a terrible, you know, baldness is tough, man. There's no, like, you're just supposed to accept it, yet you're judged harshly for it, you know? But, like, people are so desperate to not do it that they'll do crazy stuff, like surgeries and, you know, like, think of the toupee. Think how, like, insane a toupee is. Like, what a, like think how bad it is to look at yourself bald in the mirror that somebody would choose would opt for a toupee i know know. i get it with the the guys who go bald young yeah which by the way there's a word in japanese for young and bald it's a single word (laughs) of course (laughs) the japanese they just are so great at assessing a certain type of shame like and like that's so perfect you know young and bald should have a term because it's, yeah. it's a specific 
human. <laughs> it's a shitty thing to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, I'm sure for you at least it goes without saying, but our listeners, I know this because my Japanese father relished right. in referring right. To one of his work colleagues as Wagahage. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> and, like, you know, of course, when I was young, I'm like, that guy's name is Wagahage. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it is not his name. Don't call him that. Right. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. I do feel like I've hung on long enough. Like, I've, I have had, I have had hair long enough. That like, and I'm confident that one by the time I'm really having to fully embrace baldness, I will be like comfortably old, that I can emotionally handle it. Like, right. I, do, I do feel like I made it. I was a little yeah. worried in my mid 30s that like I'd be 41 and bald, you know. And I'm like, no, but I'll probably be 55 and bald, and like that's fine. I'll be fine then. Right. Absolutely. And that's my point. It's like, I, if you're not a Wagahage, I don't know why you would put yourself through all that. Right. That's true. You know, procedures and things like Wagahages, you guys get a pass because I get it. You can't. It's like trying to come to terms with like cancer at a young age or something. Not to belittle cancer, certainly, but you get what I mean. This is a terminal condition. Wagahage. Uh, Brian has, uh, I believe, frozen briefly. Uh, so I will just uh, fill you, the fans, in on uh, what we're going to move to next. So I uh, just caught that apparently Aaron Donald, who is in the midst of negotiating an extension with the Rams, uh, is, is saying that basically if they don't meet his number, that he'll be fine basically retiring and, and and not playing football anymore saying he doesn't need football all right we have brian back we've recovered from our technical failures uh brian good to have you back with us yes technical difficulties so many technical difficulties <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious scott i feel like you are generally actually more of a, a techno optimist than i am or you like technology a little more than I do. Not that yeah. I dislike it, but are you, as we stand in 2022, optimistic about the technological change that is ahead of us or pessimistic about it? The technological change that's ahead of us, meaning like Let's say artificial next, intelligence or whatever it is, Ten, the next 10 to 20 years of technological advancement do you feel good about it or bad about it Ooh, wow that's a big question for me <laughs> it is i mean yeah i think technology in general new technology excites me i yeah. like to get my hands on new stuff quickly and get in there and feel it out and experience it for myself um and i do enjoy it uh, so I guess I tend to lead towards optimism. I'm also a very cynical guy, Brian. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I think it's it's super dangerous. I guess it's like the category of technology sort of matters. But like, you know, I'm not like one of these people that's like iPhones are destroying our brains and our world. And it's like, that's the problem and blah, blah, blah. Like, I really don't think that. I, I think that there's, yes, there's 
some really shitty stuff that comes with having this supercomputer in your pocket at all times. Have you ever but seen a child using one? Yeah, I have. Like who owns one? Like Oh, well, or a group like, of 11-year-olds who all own iPhones. 11-year-olds, hard to say. But like I work in a high school, so Yeah. Doesn't it isn't it there is something upsetting about watching children obsess over them. Well, like obsessed how? Because I do think, too, the phone is different than, say, like, Instagram. Yeah, I agree. I don't think... I love... Well, I don't know. I'm, like... Social media... Like, is there a social media in your life right now that you think is is a positive in your life? I think I've gotten to a place where I use Twitter appropriately. Yeah. Like, I've organized Twitter such that, like, I have minimal amounts of i follow minimal people okay and i and i've built lists so you could put people in your lists as i'm sure you know that you don't follow right so like i follow people that are generally going to bring me information that's not super toxic to my mood and then i have lists where like you know for example my news list is very toxic and i only have it up at certain times like as an option you know how you can put the list at like the top now right like, I only have that there every so often. But usually, like, that is reserved for, like, you know, like, Major I have events. a... Gi- oh, like, yeah, right. And I usually have, like, a Giants Knicks, a Knicks list, like a, you know, pop culture TV kind of thing I keep up there. And it's, like, generally stuff that's, like, harmless and not going to upset me too much beyond the degree to which, like, Mark Berman upsets me or, you know, right. <laughs> something like that, right? Like, not, like, upsetting, like, you know, shooting children or... Trump says something outrageous or whatever. Like I've kind of cut that out. So I do think I have a pretty good handle. Like, I think I use social media appropriately. I think it's just like similar. Like I think I drink appropriately, you know, I'm not, I don't not drink, but when I, you know, I do, I know how to, how to do it for my, for me. Right. But I feel like drinking, I don't know. I like, I'm starting to just like, I, you know, I've really limited my Twitter um, intake and I feel a lot better. Now, Instagram, I'm finding I'm sort of, it's a little too much. Um, LinkedIn, not not pleasant to me. <laughs> All right. So here's, so let's rewind. What What is disturbing you the most on your Instagram? Just my need to check it, you know? It's just like burning a hole in your um, brain. I don't know. Like... I think I agree with you on the phone that the, I, I mostly agree with you. But then sometimes on the other hand, I do get an overwhelming urge to just chuck it into the sea and never look at it again. Um, and sometimes I wish I could do that. What like what gets you to a point where you want to chuck your phone into the sea? Just how much it's in my stupid hand. Like it actually I find it hurt. I Like there's a part of my right hand under the thumb that it starts to hurt often when I hold my phone because I do it so much. I think that it's causing some kind of damage or I don't even know, but it it actually causes me some physical pain, like the heat from the phone. And I do it so often. Um, I don't know. I just, it's so much that you're looking at this stupid thing. So like, let's just say, I get a technical difficulty. We do a five-minute pause in the recording of this podcast. You pull out your phone. 
mindlessly. You, you unlock it. You swipe up with your face. Right. What's what your thumb goes to this app? I'll tell one. you what. Like what? Like one. I do look at Instagram way too much, and it's because there's just boobs and butts there nonstop all the time. You know, just like all right, I guess I wouldn't mind looking at a butt right now. And I look, and there's a butt, and it's a nice one. And I go, oh, that's nice. Do you ever have the thing where you, <laughs> you follow someone on Instagram, maybe because they have like a great ass, and then find a mouth out later that they're like a QAnon supporter, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> this is not what I was here for. Anyway, that's a digression. But you know, the other thing, this is my real one that's really terrible, is I have this terrible habit of checking all my financial accounts. Oh, God, obsess- that is toxic. Obsessively. Like multiple times a day. 401k investment account kids 529 Citibank, blah 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 on a loop how we doing how we doing no that i mean that never changes too it's not right i don't i don't get a a million dollars in my 401k unbeknownst to me it doesn't like shoot up but somehow it's like i need it's like some kind of like stress reliever of like okay what if i get fired right this second how do i how are things looking Well, Brian, I think this is a very positive development in terms of information because I think we could help you right here live on the podcast because I think you're exploring the wrong problem here, pal. It's not it's not technology that's the issue. You're intentionally checking something you know isn't going to change and then get depressed about the fact that it doesn't change. I know, but it's there. It's on there, always available, and it's updated in real time. Right, that's and, true. Okay, what is it? What's the status? How we do it? How we looking? That's true, right? Yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Can you take that stuff off your phone? I guess I could. But then I'm, I'm just I'm left with my unknown finances. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the, diff- that's the thing. They're very known to you. You right. know them. <laughs> right. I know them to the decimal. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. It's terrible. But it's just like, because I'm like, well, what can I do now? Oh, I wonder what that, I wonder how much money I have in that stupid account. Oh, same if I did. Like, I'm going to check all my credit card balances over and over. Right. Those don't change either. Those don't change either. I haven't made any payments. Why would they change? Or maybe my credit score. Any any improvements there? Oh, nope. <laughs> it's the same as it was five hours ago. Yeah. I don't know. I have found that I... Well, so first of all, I, I might be able to help you with Instagram. So one thing I've noticed was, uh, you know... I have, I'd begun to, do you ever like bookmark posts or like save them or whatever? Occasionally, mostly like if it's like a recipe or something, but. Right. Either that or like I was, uh, I was saving a bunch of posts about fixing your slice in your golf swing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And now I get way more golf swing content than I ever could have like wanted. Yeah. You know, and it's actually drowned out a lot of the boobs and butts. Right. Right. <laughs> And it's just a lot of white guys swinging golf clubs now. Right, right. You know, so I do feel like that's an easy fix. Like, you can manipulate the algorithm a little bit if you want to. You may not But want it's to. also so annoying the way, like, you accidentally – like, I accidentally have, have watched uh, – I watched a few Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial clips, and now it's like – and I'm like, I don't give two shits about that trial. Right, like, right, Jesus right. Christ. Um, what the hell? Why is everybody so obsessed I don't know. With that trial. And I don't get, why is everybody acting like Johnny Depp is this person that everybody is like 
is this beloved figure who gives a shit about Johnny Depp? Yeah. He's such a douchebag. Right. Maybe she's crazy. I don't know. Like maybe she's a liar and he who likes Johnny Depp so much? What what are you what am I missing? He's this pretentious guy with this like phony accent that's like just this like fake actor accent, you know, like the if you know the way he talks, like where's that? He's like from the Midwest or something. He has this yeah. like bullshit like fake foreign accent. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? Like Transylvania? It's like eh, man. It's a, <laughs> such horseshit. Yeah, I proudly have not watched one second of that silly trial. Like, it's who like cares? I watched like one video. And now I get tons of it, and then you're like, oh, I accidentally. I don't care. Just stop showing me this. I don't know. Or like I get weirdo like Jordan Peterson clips. You know that guy who's like Yeah, like, why do you get him? I cuz I like again, like one video I looked on and like caught my and I was like almost laughing at it, you know. Right. And then and now I get, you know, god, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no thank you. No thank you. <laughs> and you can you can select uninterested all you want. It doesn't seem to like that doesn't seem to work. I don't know. Anyway, I go to YouTube a lot, I find. Yeah? Yeah, because I I feel like this, right? Like, so, I don't know. Do you watch Better Call Saul? Yes. So, you know, it's just coming in. uh, Nicole and I were saying, you know, it's unfortunate. We really should rewatch it now that it's coming to an end so we could get, like, the full, you know, flavor of it all. And I think we're going to, but I do find that when I feel like maybe I want to do a rewatch of a show oftentimes just finding your favorite scenes on YouTube and and running through those is enough it's like it's perfect right? right it's like it's an investment like I know you're rewatching Friday Night Lights right now like the whole storyline where Tyra had a thing with that cowboy who was addicted to painkillers I don't need that I don't need right. any of that storyline right right I, I mean no none of those scenes but if I rewatched Friday Night Lights, I would have to basically get the full dose of that story. Right. You know? So I found YouTube useful for for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm just... I feel a tremendous sense of foreboding with technology that I didn't used to have, I feel like. Um, well, is it because of your daughter? Because she's 10 years old no, now? No. It's like... It is the a, the VR and the, like crypto and the nfts and self-driving cars and like none of it seems like it's gonna work and all the worst people in the world seem to be like in charge of it all (laughs) yeah that's a problem right yeah i don't know i just have no i don't like much i just like i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know i just but you've always kind of been like this. I have. You're right. I was very slow to get a smartphone. Yeah. And everybody's like, you got to get one. And then I felt, I still feel like there was no going back. And people were right in many ways about the things they said that I was going to appreciate. But, you know, I had a lot of good points about the negatives that I was going to experience that I have experienced since embarking on my smartphone journey. <laughs> no. And actually, I think what you just said, I've heard you say before on a variety of topics, not just with technology, but I think it's very true and it makes sense. And it's probably something we should all say to ourselves, but it's, it's once you do it, there's no going back. Right. 
You can't, and, undo, you can't unring the bell. Right. And that's, I think, the that's where you're right about, you know, everybody wants something better, faster. Everything. Once we get it better and faster, we're never going to want to go back. Right, right. Yeah, and I'm not, like, anti-progress either. Like, I am a little conservative when it comes to technology. Um, because I do think people don't think through how these things affect our whole lives. And... We just have to like, yeah, we never, there's no unringing the bell. So you have a chance to, to just design a smartphone tailored specifically to you. Right. What are you keeping and what are you just getting rid of? That's a good, that's a good question. I'll, I'll start. Cause I, you know, I'll give you some time to think, but I just find that like so many apps on my phone are, I have to have it because of some other shit I own. Yeah. Like, it's not just the app on the phone and I use the app for something on the phone. It's, like, connected to something else I got to do sometimes. I just you know find... what? I'll tell you what. What I My smartphone. There's no app store. I'd kill the app store. Okay. I would... I would get rid of... I would keep the camera, the weather app, and the Maps app. And I guess the browser. I almost said no browser, but no, that you need feels like a bridge too far. Like I need the Google search. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. So no apps. No apps. Kill them all. Interesting. All the apps are gone. <laughs> Zero apps. Right? Why not? What are the apps good for? They all just get in your way. I don't know. No, it's. I don't think you're wrong. Like I think right. What about the Notes app? You do, do you sure. not use? Yeah, the, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I like the Notes app. I guess right. Twitter and YouTube are the main apps that I use. But anything else I read, I just have the web page saved to my home screen. Right. And that's it. All right. If I could keep YouTube, Brian, I'd buy your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me a YouTube app and I'll I'll purchase your phone. Right. Yeah, it is the apps. The apps are the evil. Yeah. Well, of course they're, they're the ones. That's what the whole that net what was that Netflix thing uh where it's just like the the notifications. Yeah, cuz they're the they got to get you to come open them. They're yeah. Like, so they're the ones making you. They know they got to hook you. They got to make you totally. They got to bring you back. Right. Maybe I should. Maybe that's just. The, maybe that's the key. Just turn off your notifications, except for texts. Yeah. Like, don't you? I, it's just like you know. You have like Mark Zuckerberg talking about like the metaverse, and like he's like touting it. And did you see that presentation where it's like a virtual office, and you're one, you're in your home wearing a headset. First of all, right. And then you're there's like a cartoon version of you in a room with a cartoon version of your coworkers talking to each other, you know, in this like weird cartoony version of, of the office. And you're like, dude, like, just no, no, right? <laughs> no, no one no. wants that. Nobody asked you to build that. Stop what you're doing. Like just no, thank you. I, I, I don't but know. Didn't like, didn't people react almost universally like that? Yeah, 
Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff like that that's still getting developed. You know, I'll never forget, man. I was in this, I got invited to this thing um, when I was working at True TV because I, you know, one, I should point out I'm in technology. Right. <laughs> this is what I do for a living. But with a guy who was talking about voice, you know, activation and all the stuff you're going to be able to do with voice, you know, and. It was like a day in, in the future where you can, you're going to be able to like tell your phone to pick up your dry cleaning and bring it to you. And it was just all this like unnecessary bullshit that you can do with your voice. And anyway, I, my, so when he's talking about it, he's typing this up, you know, and I, and everybody was like, oh, this is great, blah, blah, blah. And I was the only person I like raised my hand. I was like, you know, like. I just like want to make sure that like, you know, this, we don't go too far with this stuff. Like, and I was like, I got to tell you my first reaction to your like day in the life of the future was like, Ugh. like <laughs> that sounds horrible. And he was so shocked. You know, he was so taken aback. Like he didn't even know how to react to this. Like, and I was just like, you know, that just your version of the future sounds horrible. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess I could understand his surprise given the setting. Yes, yeah, yeah. But you got to understand, like, I'll say this, too. Even though I just kind of preface this by I'm very pro-technology, I sort of love it. I was one of the first people I knew to get an Amazon Alexa. Yeah. I have never in my life interacted with voice activated technology where at some point I didn't end up screaming at it. Right, right. I hate that. I hate voice. You know what I mean? When it's on the phone, <laughs> right, I with the Alexa. So it's just like, it's not that great. So I as someone who it. loves technology, it is not great. I'm yeah. constantly angry at it. Right, right. Shut up, Alexa. I hate the voices. I don't know where they came up with the sounds of these things. Like Siri. What's with, why is it so creepy and weird? Like, why right. did they, didn't they like workshop it could it be pleasant or not <laughs> just bizarre i don't know so right so the voice the voice stuff I, I i'm really out on you know what the only technology you know what i like the tvs they've done a great job with the tvs big yeah. screens with the great resolution great it's great otherwise it's all shit <laughs> Yeah, I can't disagree with you. I, I feel like you've inspired me that tonight I'm going to start deleting a bunch of apps from my phone. I Spotify. Spotify is great, too. You're right. Yeah, that's we'll great. Spotify. Spotify is great. Even Spotify, though. They, uh, right. They got it's a, a super annoying app. The, the best yeah. thing about Spotify is that it, it's every song ever. Right. But the app somehow is like a pain in the ass. Yeah, it sucks. I used to listen to podcasts on this app called Overcast. It's so much better of an app to actually like listen to and organize your podcasts. Far superior. But Spotify starts buying things up. You can't listen to it. And you just kind of want to centralize everything. And so it's really annoying. But I know. And that's sort of the same with TVs. Like love the device. But... We've talked about it, I think, on here before. I just, uh, it's it's not like I, I can't switch from one app to the other, which I understand that that's what the app developers want. But yeah. I don't like those restrictions. No, you know, it's funny because I think a lot about like why these Fire TV sticks and Roku's and, and why aren't smart TVs just 
blowing all that stuff out of the water. And because like the smart TVs, those OSs, the interfaces are terrible. Like right, trying right. to navigate one is just because they, they just they had to build it. You know, one they it, it's complicated. It's a really complicated thing to do because they have to one build the hardware, the TV itself, and they're constantly trying to improve those specs. So they gotta you know make it faster, cheaper, lighter higher resolution all that they got a team working on that then they have to work on the operating system and they had to start it from scratch and they're trying to make it different than a roku or google android tv that's got to be its own thing and it's got to they got to get everything done in time to fit the hardware schedule and get the tvs out you know for the christmas season or whatever anyway it's i'm sure it's hugely complicated and they never can get nearly everything they want it to do and it's hard. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, you used to make this point a lot. Like, you know, I remember getting really pissed that my internet was out and you were like, yeah, how could this thing that just exists in the air that you can't see or hear or touch just that yeah. powers everything. And then it goes out. How dare they? It's right. like, it's just amazing that it exists. And here I am amazing. nitpicking, you know, various little things when i should just appreciate i I mean this i mean i'm doing the same thing though i mean i agree i like technology is amazing it's these geniuses coming up with these things that are making our lives better but then it's like are they i don't know it's like is it it's all great in lots of ways and like i'm working from home now because of technology so i shouldn't complain it's wonderful i'm enjoying it thank thank god um so i should just thank my lucky stars but i also think now that you're mentioning it to me like I I gotta say I've been getting bored with my phone. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'll like you know like same thing. I'll be standing there doing nothing. Maybe I'm in line somewhere or whatever, and I'm bored. And I open my like I'll 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 pick it up and I'll swipe up and I'll unlock it. And, and I'll just for you. I'll just look at the home screen and be like, I'll you know I'll look at the Twitter app. I'll look at the Instagram app and be like, do I want to open these? Right. Like oh. not really. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Maybe I'll just sit here with my thoughts. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I just feel like we're on some kind of change. Like the dawn of the internet, I feel like there was no doubt this is going to be great. Or at least this is cool. And boy, it's going to let us do all these things. I just feel like we're on this precipice right now where technology is going in this way of like, is it? You know, like a lot of those types of VR and like where you are. I really feel this sense for the first time, like robotics. You know, you see those robots dancing and artificial intelligence and where you are like, boy, I hope this, this, it just, it doesn't have that same feeling of like all the promise and like, oh, this is going to all be, it's like, there's yeah. this darker, like, this feels like somehow this is like, this is, it's got, life's going to suddenly get worse, you know? I don't know. Whereas like, I didn't feel that way in 2000 when, I first logged onto the internet. It was like, oh, life's about to get better. Um, yeah. And this feels like, if, I don't know, is this going to make things worse? Somehow, I, that's it's like, it suddenly feels like that. No, and I think, too, it was like, you know, we were of a certain age back in 2000 and, and whatever, and, and of similar age to a lot of the, you know, pioneers that are real famous in the tech world now. Like, we're kind of their peers, Um age-wise right and but now they're our age too still and they're like they're shifting into like they went from 
you know, brilliant college kid with an idea and a fierce drive to, you know, make it into a reality. Now they're like arrogant billionaire asshole thinks they know everything with all this power. Right. And then that's that. I think that's the shift. Right. Right. Really. And I think just humanity's inevitable desire to weaponize anything good. (laughs) Right. Like as soon as we figure out how to do something, weaponize it. Like, holy shit, we figured out how to fly. Let's drop shit on people. Right. Get them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like artificial intelligence. You know, somebody, I, I can't remember, I, well, I was listening to some podcast and I heard somebody say this. And it's so true. It's so terrifying. Like, if you program a Roomba to, you know, no matter what, keep this room spotlessly clean. And if it's programmed a certain way to, like, problem solve, like, at some point, artificial intelligence could logically deduce, well, what causes all the mess in this room is the human being. So kill the human being. <laughs> you know what right, i mean right, and right. it's like that is legit scary right that is creepy yeah. yeah so yeah artificial intelligence you know scares the shit out of me yeah yeah i don't know we'll see yeah <laughs> i mean you know brian I, something's gonna end us all who knows what it is who knows what it is i know <laughs> I don't know what to think about anything right now. The world just seems very uncertain. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very like, right. I I was actually relieved. I was talking to my cousin uh, recently. She's nine years younger than, than me. And uh, she owns like a, a property now in Miami that hosts events, weddings and so forth. And I, I, I like said, like, are you worried about like global warming and Miami not even being a place in like 20 years? Maybe. And she seemed very optimistic, which actually kind of surprised me. Huh. But I, you know, who knows? Maybe that's she has to because she's younger. And what are you supposed to like now the world's going to world's going to end? So. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell. I mean, you read some things that say like, oh, you know, it's going to be bad, but it's not necessarily the doomsday that people, you know, like. And then other people are like, no, it's going to be a freaking catastrophe. And, you know, the stuff we need to do to, like, solve the climate issue is just like you're like, <laughs> None of that's ever happening, you know, like fully electrify everything in the next like 10 years. It's like, well, that's obviously not happening. I don't know. It's like can't even get people to take this vaccine. We're going to like, I don't know. Well, and that's the most that's it. That's the most alarming thing. It's like I do think it's probably I think we should assume the worst and assume that the worst people will behave the worst when climate change is at its worst. I think the only way climate change gets solved is some kind of magic technological solution. Somebody literally figures out how to like take it out of the air. Right. Like miracle moonshot. I don't know. I I, I should preface that by saying I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I was even listening to like Chris Hayes on his podcast had a very smart guy who works for some like Bill Gates funded climate thing. And he was trying to be, he was making the optimistic case, you know, about like, all these technologies that are coming online. And I, I don't know. I won't listen to an hour. I didn't feel very optimistic by the end. It sounded like a lot of things had to happen. Right. You know, a lot of people had to be convinced of a lot of shit. They're not going to be convinced of. And yeah. I, I, he was like, I'm going to leave you positive, Chris. And I was like, well, Chris sounds like he's feeling better, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't feel good. 
No, I don't feel good about it at all. And, you know, honestly, what's making me feel worse about it is my daughter is learning about space in school right now, like the planets and the solar system. And she's super into it. She's yeah. like, loves it. And so, you know, she's been talking about it a lot. And I've been trying to find YouTube videos for her to watch for us to like kind of talk about it. And so I've been getting refreshed on the solar system. And the more I start to think and learn about space, the more I'm like, we are in big trouble. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, like all the shit that's out there and like what happened to Mars, Brian? Right. What happened to Mars? <laughs> it could have been life there. We right. just don't know it. Right. What and they happened? just, they're eliminated. What happened to them? Right, right, right. Whatever's going to happen to us, probably. I know. I'm going to sound like I'm high right now and I'm not, but like we don't spend enough time thinking about, it's just absurd. Like we're just on this rock that's spinning in infinite space. It's insane. Yeah. It's never, it's just every time you think about it for more than one second, you're like, <laughs> I know. What? Yeah. What? It's right. insanity. That the sun is a small star that heats our planet despite us being like so far away. Right. It's a giant fireball in the sky that is just like <laughs> like this <laughs> I mean just heat is just <laughs> I know ridiculous it's ridiculous and it's so hot it can burn your skin right yeah and the, it does all these other planets it's just like Jupiter is all storms it's just storming there right constantly right. why <laughs> what for Right? <laughs> no. How did that happen? Right. And why? Why is that happening? Why is it's just ridiculous how we all even put one foot in front of the other? I, I know. know. When you really think about it. Yeah. God. It's right. So you know, just, just like we'll, we'll finish with the giants at some point, but just to like <laughs> <laughs> When you I always this is my thing about people who Believe, have a believe in like the Christian God that we all that you and I grew up with, and that you know, <laughs> they they believe that God He knows the answer to all of those questions: why there's planets, why the infinite universe, why we're here, why the animals, why the black holes, why the shooting stars. That He has He knows all of it. He did it. He knows it, and He's just not telling us. <laughs> <laughs> right and they're like fine with that they like think that is acceptable like that is madness like right. fuck you and your mother <laughs> like i would like i don't care if that is like if they are right and christianity is exactly as it is told to be and they're right and i go to hell because i don't believe in this guy like fuck this guy i like what is with all any sometimes he sends little signals little messages to us that we have to kind of interpret them, you know, like, and, and he's, he speaks and just out with it, buddy. Right. Are you there or not? Like I, that, I just find that to be such an unsatisfying explanation of the universe. Like show yourself if you're there and you, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, why is it this little <laughs> test? I don't like this game. I don't want to play. I didn't ask to play. I don't, I refuse to play. I don't like it. I totally, first of all, why also why was god so much more in the mix like thousands of years ago than right. he is now like he used to get it get down right. here interact right. you know Do like some things mess yes. around right yeah. now nothing burn some bushes even right now you that know, we right. can take a picture of him no then he doesn't show up 
right. <laughs> it's so annoying. And even if you're right, like like Jesus, like on Christmas Day this year, show up or like come to the Super Bowl. You know, right. like announce yourself. I'm sick of it. If you're there and you're gonna like. Super Bowl 50 would have been the perfect time for Jesus to come down to earth yeah. and say hello. Like, Because the last time he came back from the dead, he only told 12 people. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Like, if you're there, say so. I don't like this game. I don't get why it has to be that way. Why? Right. Like, what is, it's annoying. Right, and that's the key, is that, you know, theoretically, to get into heaven, all you have to do is believe. And it's like, but what if we don't? You right. can't fake I, it. And it's also like, ridiculous like, to believe. Like, fuck you. Like, fuck right. you. Any, whatever. If you do, fine. But, like, screw you. I don't, like, it's not, I just don't, like, it's just unacceptable to me. Like, I just, if that's the design of the universe, like, that stinks. And what's else, what else is going on? Like, is he got other universes that he cares for? Right. And he's messing around with them too. Like, I just, I really don't appreciate it. Yeah. I'm giving God, if you're real, one calendar year to show yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too. I was speaking to someone about their religious beliefs just today, actually, uh, different beliefs than, you know, my family had had, uh, I won't get into too many specifics necessarily, but their explanation of heaven to me was that, you know, there's different levels of heaven, but everyone that's in heaven is 33 years old and seven feet tall. What? This was an adult? <laughs> uh, no. Oh. <laughs> but how old was this person? Like, you know, I suppose legally an adult. Oh, my God. And so, you know, the first thing I said was simply that. Why? Right. Not only why, I guess the 33 years old thing is somehow connected to Jesus was 33 years old when he was crucified. The seven foot tall thing, I don't understand. And I also said, it really doesn't matter. If everyone's the same height, it could be seven feet tall, one foot tall, 25 feet tall. Everyone's the same height. It's everything's going to look the same. It doesn't really matter how tall you are. Right. What's the point of that? Right. Like, it just doesn't... So, I don't even... Why does everyone have to be seven feet tall? That seems yeah. super, so strange. Yeah. But, like, all these things. All you know, these like things. Just, How would you know that? How do you know that? What do you mean? What are you, where are you getting that from? What is that based on? Yeah. And just and lock, you be stock, like, what? and barrel. Everybody's seven feet? I'd be like, this is weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right, I finally get to be seven feet when there's no benefit to being seven feet tall. <laughs> what the hell? Right, this sucks. <laughs> I don't know. God, I just like if there's something out there who knows what happens when we die, let's let us know. What I just what I don't know. No. I had a, a, a near death experience recently, Brian, as I, I told you about off air. Right. Uh, and you know, I think there's something comforting in the idea that maybe there's nothing. Because you won't know. Right. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It'll be over, and I won't have to have any feeling about it one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, so how, do you, how did you feel about the OTAs? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. I 
I was I liked everything I was hearing from the coaches. I enjoyed the way they present themselves. It was refreshing. I wanted to be a little skeptical, but I liked I liked a lot of the stuff I was hearing to tell you the truth. Yeah. I think that's fair. You know, I think we're moving sort of in the right direction. Uh but again, I actually had a conversation when I was in Philly with a with an Uber driver, uh, and he he asked me what he you know I told him I was a, from New York, a Giants fan, and he asked about Saquon mostly I think because you know Saquon's also a Pennsylvania kid, went to Penn State and all that, so I think the locals take a certain amount of pride in Saquon, and he too was just like, you know, yeah, I think you guys should have traded him to get some value for him, um, yeah, and, you know, do we trust an Eagles fan? I'm not sure, but. But he thought we should have. Yeah. What about you? What are your OTA thoughts? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 he still feels stuck to me. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I want to have happen this year. It's just bugging me. Yeah. They're still oh. shoving Daniel Jones down our faces, you know, and I, I don't know what to, you know, the Giants Instagram feed showing me making a Danny Dime passed down the sideline. <laughs> I don't know. You sent me an article from Football Outsiders. Mike Trainer wrote about the future of Baker Mayfield, and uh, it was an interesting read. I mean, I certainly like the part where we have the number two overall pick next year. Yeah, that that I enjoyed. But I was thinking, you know, and again, this is a, a completely fiction based article written by this guy about, you know, what could potentially happen to Baker Mayfield in the next, I don't know, three or four years or, or whatever it was. And he does a little brief stint with the Giants and what have you. Uh, but my, my you know, I started to go down this train of thought about, you know, because the Giants decide that Tyrod Taylor is not enough in the in the interim while we have this, you know, whoever we draft at number two overall on the bench. So we go and get Baker in, instead of Tyrod Taylor. And just the idea... And again, this isn't happening. This isn't like reporting or whatever. So I want to, you know, I'm not necessarily, I'm, I am fighting like a straw man here. But that within that article, it actually is plausible. Like, okay, what if the Giants did sign Baker Mayfield? But just that the Giants would or could, I think it's more likely that the Giants would bring on Baker Mayfield for whatever reason, more so than they would have drafted Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson or... You know, and like that's the flaw of the Giants. That it's believable that they could have Baker Mayfield, but it would be totally unbelievable to have like somebody like Lamar or Kyler Murray or, you know, Deshaun Watson's kind of a different situation. Right. right but right. like that's a problem because Baker's not even that good and a jerk. Right. I actually do th- I don't I th- I would be very surprised to see the Giants sign a guy like baker mayfield for those reasons like his personality um but i know what you mean i know what you're saying um i was most excited about it yeah because this was somebody and whose anticipation is that the giants are going to be drafting one of the best quarterbacks (laughs) available next year which is I, i mean it's just hard to just get into this season with that looming you know like I'm just worried 
you know, it's like I'm worried about Daniel Jones playing like well enough that yeah, he wins us eight games and he takes a big leap and they sign him to a nice contract and they decide not, you know, I don't know. Like, what? yeah, I mean, I guess though, like what kind of season, what kind of contract does he get and what kind of season gets him? Like, I think an eight win season where he takes a leap, it's still not getting him into anywhere near the quarterback deals that we're seeing now. Right. But so then what does he get? Like, how many years does he get? And like, what's the real value of the contract? Yeah. I don't know. I guess he's because they didn't offer him the fifth year, right? So he will right. be an unrestricted free agent. So like they can franchise him or whatever, but he can sign with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's almost the route you, you almost hope they go. Almost like the, the Kirk Cousins in Washington route where you just keep franchising him and overpaying yeah. him, but for like single years. Right. You know, until it's just... But even that, I guess, you know, right. what at it, some point you got to bite the bullet, and then the the, the Washington right. lost Kirk Cousins, right, and, and then stunk for him, and then yeah. had to start over. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Shit, it's just God. Well, at least the NFL owners have—I uh, don't know—they made some new rules that makes it easier to pass on your your franchise to your children. So at least. <laughs> I can't believe they did that. It's also like there's been a lot of conversation about nepotism in the NFL and how it's a big problem. And in that same vein, they go ahead and make it easier. <laughs> right. And it didn't seem that hard in the first place. Like how how much easier did it need to get? Why was it so hard? <laughs> right. Why was it so hard about it? Every team in the league has uh, right. uh, executed it successfully. <laughs> it seems like it happens all the time. Right. <laughs> What is it like tax free now or something or like it, right? Who knows? Yeah, unbelievable. But yeah, right. so like right, the Maras are just going to be trying to prove themselves right. You know, John Mara's attachment to Saquon, Daniel Jones, and Dave Gettleman is just akin to Trump not admitting defeat in the twenty twenty election. Right, it is right. <laughs> it's a similar, like yeah. Uh, just crusade yeah right yeah this can't accept it can't accept it maybe they were wrong that maybe that wasn't the right yeah right and everybody is trying to tell them you gotta just move on you gotta (laughs) let go and they're just like no i can't do it they are both good (laughs) right they are both like they are built they are like the franchise cornerstones that we know they can be right like they're faces of the franchise right that is their belief Dave made some mistakes, but he nailed those two. Right. That like, he, his essential insight was correct. Those are cornerstone players. Right. And he's, it's, it's wrong. And as long as we're fixated on that, we're in big trouble. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just want CJ Stroud, man. So bad. Uh, you're telling me. I want a quarterback like that. I just want a stud. Yeah, it would be nice to have a stud. Some franchises get just like a slew of studs. Right. I don't want to be making excuses anymore for my quarterback. (laughs) Right. Right. I want to say my quarterback's name and see fear in the other person's face. Right. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Because like Daniel Jones gives you all the like 
shit of Eli without the glory. Yeah. (laughs) He's everything that's like kind of sucks about having Eli Manning as your quarterback (laughs) without any of the like cool stuff. Right. And a worse name. Daniel Jones. Daniel (laughs) Daniel Jones. I know. The nickname is so bad. Danny Dimes (laughs) is so bad. (laughs) Danny Dimes. Right. Oh, God. They're so depressing. New York Um, is so sad. Like, God. I was trying to explain to Nicole while while we were in Philly, like, the sports scene of Philly and New York and, and Boston. And, like, Boston's had just an inexcusable amount of success. Yeah. But the problem is, having been in Philly, the problem with New York sometimes is it's just too big. There's too many people here. There's so many people here who care about our sports teams, but there's also so many people who just don't. Yeah. You know, though, maybe we're fun. Maybe the tide's turning on New York sports, right? The Rangers are on the run. Uh, Yankees Mets, and Mets are Yanks. both in first place. Yeah. The Jets and Giants have whatever they've done. They've at least turned the page on something bad and are, are, there's a trajectory. And then the Knicks, you know, I still think are poised here. Um, something good might happen in the next couple months for the Knicks, I think. Maybe you're right. Like, I would just, God, how nice would it be to just go on just a glorious New York sports just run? Just a run. I know. Everybody is pumping on all right. cylinders. That would be right. Could we just go season to season where it's just good and fun? Yeah. Like, like a nice, self-fulfilling feedback loop of success. That would be really nice. Right? Yeah. Not right. these long stretches of just dead air. But, like, yeah. we're always in it. Yeah. It would be nice. We deserve it. We do. We deserve it. We put in the time. <laughs> right. We care. We've got the resources. Like, enough of this bullshit. Yeah. Let's get back on top. Yep. Well, all right, Brian. Let's go out on top. Okay. It was uh, it was great speaking with you this week. <laughs> right. We pulled it together. Yeah, we did it. We did something happened. We did it. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks. We'll talk to you again next week.